Welcome to Sober Holic, a podcast about Christian recovery, where each week we explore topics that can free you from bondage and strengthen your relationship with God, others, and yourself. Now, your show hosts, Roger and Jason. Welcome back to Sober Holic Podcast. My name's Roger. I'm in studio with Jason, and we've got a great show in store for you today. Yeah, we do, as always, right? You know, we still have not had that bad show, at least in our opinion. Yeah. So so here's the deal, man. Um, I went to a, a new AA meeting that's kicking off. And nice. um, one, for for me, it's really strange going back to AA because, you know, I got sober, started at AA for about seven years. Then I did both Celebrate Recovery, which is CR, and also AA for several years. And then I, I've done just CR after that for – I don't know, around 10 years or so. Yeah. And um, so then um, all the CRs kind of around here kind of shut down. COVID kind of wreaked havoc on all of that. And then um, here lately, so I, I, well, I say here lately, over the past month or so, there's been a new AA meeting kicking off. And um, some friends of mine, mm-hmm. you know, for, throughout the years are, are starting it. And I invited you to it. And so I went to two already. And we were in this this past week it's on tuesday nights and we met and um i don't do you when when certain people speak do you kind of latch on to what they what they say like before it even gets to that person you already know well this is going to be good this is going to be some wisdom here oh yeah definitely so there are certain people like that if i'm if i'm just honest you know i know i'm not supposed to say this there are certain people that i roll my eyes when they're fixing to share like this is going to make make absolutely no sense or you know exactly what they're going to say exactly because they say the same thing over and over um but um this but um the topic let me let me i'm I'm sidetracking here the topic um was out of the big book and it it ran into acceptance is the answer and i think it's in towards the back of of the the stories yeah and um the guy read the topic and in that topic uh the the guy is talking about his magnificent magnifying mind that's kind of hard to say fast magnificent magnifying mind and i was like wow because there's always used to be this guy in my first AA meeting who would share. His name was Kenneth. You know who he is. Um, he would share, and he was one of those guys I always latched into. I said, man, whenever he speaks, like, I'm going to quit doing everything. I'm going to tune in to him. Because it's just an old-timer that, that always made good sense. Mm-hmm. And he always talked about his magnificent magnifying mind. I thought that he had made this up. This was that <laughs> thing like you're talking about. Oh, I know what he's fixing to say because he always talked about it. Um, and he would talk about how he would make a mountain out of a molehill and different things. It was, like, But it was just always good stuff. But he always used that term, magnificent magnifying mind. And so my point to all this is um, I've been in recovery 17 years to April 30th of this month. And I never knew that that little saying came from the big book. Right. You know, so here I am, 17 years, almost 17 years sober. Probably by the time we air this, it'll be 17 years. And I never knew that. So the the, the ideal for the show today is, does time in recovery, does it matter? Because for me, you kind of get, get to where you hear the same lingo, the same jargon over and over. You've learned how to practice the principles. Whether you do that or not is a different story. But does time really matter? Because I saw in that meeting this week or last week 
that it does matter because I, I'm still learning. I still haven't got it figured out. And I was it was easy to remember that in the beginning, but as time has went on, I think maybe I forgot that and think, well, I, I got all this. I just got to figure out how to practice it. But I think I can still learn stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, in my, my big book, uh, my – I got my big book like leather bound and everything, you I know, one of those. And, uh, no, I mean like I had like a guy, you know, it was like oh, my first real? big book. Huh. I had a guy cause the cover was falling apart and I had a guy like take it all off and put like a leather cover on it and everything. Anyway, my point is like, I, whenever I would go through the steps or whenever I would read through, I would like note out beside it, you know, what year it is you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, in that big book, I mean, I, I've, I've got like all kind of different dates, you know, whenever I would start reading, um, I would, you know, put the date or whatever. And I've, you know, probably read it through in just, you can look in there and just tell I've read it through five or six times, but every time, um, and this happens too, when I would read it through like different sponsors, different sponsors would like point out different things like that I had never even heard of before. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, this is this right here. And I'd be like, what? I've read this book three or four times. I've never noticed that. And so it's really cool that, you know, not only is a big book like that, but just when you go to different meetings too, like you hear hear different people share, you know, it's like you hear a whole different perspective. And I know it's like that when you go to like different meetings in different parts of the country or even different countries themselves. I haven't been to a different, a meeting link like in a different country, but I'm sure it's, you're getting a whole different perspective if you're in a different country. They work completely different. Uh, I've done some in Costa Rica, um, a few other countries, and they they don't always look the same as what we do here in the U.S. It's not not a bad thing. It's just different. They just do it different. Yeah, culture yeah. is different. Yeah, and like whenever I was going to my meeting when I lived in New Orleans, we had like a lot of international people, you know, who would be visiting New Orleans on vacation or whatever, or moving there to work, and you know, it was just a different different feel to the meeting. And they when they would share, I would always perk up because like I want to hear that different perspective. So I think as far as answering the question, does time matter? I think you could split that apart into a couple of different categories. Does it matter? Are we talking? Are we talking about one recovery? Does like time matter in recovery, or are we talking about sobriety? Right. Hmm. What do you mean, like just coming around the rooms um, and not really no, being like, sober? Does Does time matter? Let's just Let's just talk about the first one, which is what we've been talking about. Does time matter in recovery? Like how much time you've been in recovery? Um, yeah. I, well, it has to. I mean, it, has it, to. it, it just yeah, has, it has to. to. Or else we just uh, yeah. quit after like a year or two, right? Because um, the weird th- it's just a lot of weird things happened in that meeting the other day for me. It wasn't what everybody said. It's what that what I realized and I've never went around arrogantly thinking that I've got got it all together. I've never been that person. Even here on the show, I've just I've you know I've been very teachable my, my whole time in recovery. Because one of my first sponsors pointed that out to me. You know, if you ever quit being teachable, then you know you know that arrogance could lead to your fall. And so I've tried to always remain that way, and I believe that I have. But um. So I mentioned that I had not been to AA in a while, and I went back to CR for a while, then I'm back to AA 
for this meeting. And of course, the the books that are used for the two meetings are different. You have the, the AA book, and then you have the Bible. So, well, all Big of difference. my all yeah. of my time has been in the Bible lately, and um, well, when I say lately, a decade, yeah, and um. So that's where my studying went. That's where all my little notes went, like you're talking about. You know, all of those things. My my investment of time and resources went to my to to learning the Bible. So we began talking um, about the big book. There was a time in my life that I could quote that big book inside and out. And now it's almost like I have no idea what we're talking about when we're talking <laughs> about this book. Um, we read the traditions and those things, and and I was like, "Wow!" It's like I'm so rusty here, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, this used to just be like speaking, you know, to you right now. It was mm-hmm. just that simple to do, and I, I could still get to talk about the the steps, the principles, you know, what, what we're doing in recovery and, and how it's worked and how I'll work through those steps. But to really get down to, you know, I don't know if memorization would really be the best thing, but being able to quote, which is memorization, um, I didn't have that anymore. So, you know, trying to bring that to the, the idea of time, a newcomer don't have that either Mm -hmm. they can't do that so that doesn't make me wrong for that you know to have 17 years and can't do that um but i guess the flip side of the point i'm trying to make is even though we can have multiple years you could be considered an old timer inside your meeting group uh you you still time is irrelevant when it comes to learning is, is the point i'm making yeah and and you you don't have to be like there there's no amount of time that you can be in recovery and go into meetings that it can't still be renewed in you and made fresh you know for you or find something new in the big book or hear something that somebody shares and it's like it's new and fresh for you you know that's what's that's why you know keep going to meetings you know um and then you, you've, I'm sure you've heard this, but like um, more re- will be revealed. Right. You know that whole that whole uh, saying in AA and in twelve step meetings, and because it's true. You know, um, for me, uh, I've been going to a different meeting lately, and it's it's a faith based meeting, a Christian recovery meeting, and it's like completely different than an AA meeting. It's completely different than celebrate recovery. Um, you know, but it's been it's been different, and I, I've gotten a lot out of it just because it is different. And I would say, you know, I don't know, you know, five or six years ago, or whatever, if you said, you know, you'll be going to this this style of meeting, I would have been like, oh, I, don't, I won't do that. You know, I won't do that. Just like a year ago, if I w- if you would have told me I'm I'll be going to AA meetings again, I would have said, "Nah, you won't be doing that." Right? You know? Yeah, things change with time, yeah. and and, I, and I've got to be willing to change. Right? You know, uh, I can't just say set in my ways. And I think that's when we start talking about resting our laurels. That this is this is the only way to do it, and this is what we're going to do. We're not really going to grow no more. Uh, the the awkward thing that I've noticed um, when it comes to time and recovery is somewhere along the line, I don't know where you become an old-timer at. 
you know, I, I don't know that there's a check mark to say I've achieved this. Uh, one guy actually in this meeting I'm talking about mentioned if you're over five years, then that's what he considers an old timer. I don't know. I mean, that's pretty good, I guess. I mean, it's better than anything else I got right now. Is but it is it is being an old timer, quote unquote, does that mean continuous sobriety or does it mean just been in the meetings a long time? Oh no, that I mean that the old timer in in my my definition, I guess, here would be that, you know, someone who's been in recovery and sobriety for a long time. And um that is the I guess that's where when you first come in, you think you'll never get there. And then one day you wake up and go, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't yeah. really know when you get there, but people begin, the newcomers begin to look at you as the old timer. I don't think you ever name yourself. Just like in a family, you never call yourself the elder. Other people look at you as the elder of the family. Yeah. You know, because old is always just as older than you are. Yeah. I remember one time looking at my sponsor going, where's all the old timers in this meeting? He's like, you are the old timer now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, But my, my, my point that I I deviated from again here is that there seems to be, um, a point in which people, and I'm speaking for myself here, but I know I'm not the only one. Maybe you can relate is that you, you kind of quit, looking for the, those nuggets that you were talking about earlier, there's something else you can learn in that meeting. And you begin trying to give those nuggets because you've been around so long and it's not, it's unintentional. It's like, you're really trying to help the newcomer. That's mm-hmm. the most important person. We yeah. said that over and over. Right. But you, 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 be, you just begin trying to give those nuggets out more than you receive. And I think there's probably a fatal flaw in that, that we quit looking to grow ourselves yeah. and we try to grow other people and, you know, as I've kind of went back here to AA and made this transition, um, at least for the moment, um, I've had to go back, even though I've got my sobriety, I haven't lost that, but I, I've, I'm around new people that you were talking about earlier. I'll, you know, there are a couple of new people that I know, my friends, yeah. you know, two, two of the 20 I know, but the rest of them are foreign new people to me. And so even though I walk in with sobriety, I'm the new person on the mm-hmm. blog. And it's it's kind of weird because I'm I'm learning from these guys because I've never seen them before. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I mean, the answer to does time matter in recovery is def is a definite yes. But now I want to I want to ask the question: Does it does does sobriety time matter? From what perspective? I think I just kind of hit on both of those. You, right yeah, there. you you did. Um, but like, I want to I want to parse it out a little bit, tease it out. Like, does it matter how long your continuous sobriety is? And does that equal recovery? I think some people would look at that differently. Um, Does time matter in the sense of does one day, one month, or one year make me better than someone who's got 10 years or to someone who's got 10 years sobriety does that make them better than somebody's got one month of sobriety i would say no right um you know sobriety is sobriety however from my experience that person who's got 10 years versus the person who's got one month you'll see their quality of life better 
because they've been working the principles, you know, the, the steps longer. They've cleared up the wreckage of their past longer. So in that sense, maybe time does matter. I don't know. Um, it doesn't qualify you for your seat any more than someone who right. just walked in drunk. Yeah. Uh, so in that sense, time does not matter, you know, of sobriety. But, uh, you know, looking at it from my time – I'm always careful to not try to say how much time I have in recovery because right, sure. I don't want it to come like, oh, look at me, you know, I, I'm I'm the godfather of recovery yeah. here, you know, because that doesn't matter. I was fortunate to get sober in my twenties. That don't happen to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and um, I'm very grateful for that because it even felt strange getting sober in my twenties because I would look around the room and there was really nobody my age um, getting sober. Most of them would go back to relapsing. There were, there were a couple who, who did make it and are still sober today, and I'm very grateful to have those friendships. But um, that allowed me to get uh, some some time in recovery earlier, I guess, and it, it allowed me not to stay in that wreckage so long. But um, time in recovery, to me, is not as important. If I have to tell you that I have so many years in, in recovery, then it probably is not very good recovery. Yeah. You know, I want you to be able to see in me the qualities you would want in someone who's sober. Because if I'm not offering that, well, then, you know, I'm not really doing my job, you know, in recovery. Yeah, for me, I'm just like you. I mean, it does matter, and it doesn't matter at the same exact time. The way the way it 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 doesn't matter is like with someone's value or worth. The person who's an hour sober or not sober is just as valuable as the person who's been sober for 30 years. You know, they're, they're not any better of a, you know, their, their innate worth as a human being is not greater because they've been sober longer. Um, and it doesn't matter as far as, you know, earning your seat in, in, in a meeting or, or whatever. Um, and, and it also doesn't mat doesn't longer time in sobriety, longest continual sobriety does not equate recovery, in my opinion. Because I know people that have been sober for twenty years and are as mean as a hornet, never work steps, you know, white knuckled the whole thing, you know, just haven't progressed as a human being. Um like the steps is meant for us to and is a design for living and all that like haven't really done anything they're just sober um and so just because you've been you know clean off of substances or whatever for a certain period of time doesn't mean that you've had a like qualities you know the quantity doesn't equal the quality i completely see the point you're making and so um but where time can matter and where i think time does matter um is in you know is there there's a certain amount of wreckage that we come in with that i came in with uh when i came in recovery you know that is only cleared away with hard work and plus time Mm -hmm. you know especially like think about family so, you know, I mean, I went to meetings. I went to a pile of meetings my first couple of years in the rooms. I was going to two meetings a day. And I remember 
like even after a couple of years, even after getting my two two year chip, like my family's still just looking at me skeptical. Like, oh yeah, well we'll see how this all works out. You know, he's still going to them classes, which that's good, but you know, we'll see. Right. I mean, that's because I had ten years of of, of using and drinking, you know, to overcome, and so time um plus cons- probably plus, some lingering court cases yeah, too some court stuff still going on you know <laughs> had only been driving for a year out of those two years right. so i think time is important for trust of your 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 loved ones because uh, there's something I, i've i've heard before and i really like it time plus consistency equals trust yeah Good. so i think time does matter on you know a lot of levels um you know it it can it can really matter as far as sponsorship in my opinion although that's that's kind of changed from the days when we first went into uh um first started going to meetings like when i was in new orleans i had a i told a guy i was looking for a sponsor and um because one of mine had relapsed down there and he was like i'll sponsor you He's like, I've been sober two months. Ah. And I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, man. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll get back to you. You know? Because, I don't know. I'm kind of old school. I don't think you can work the steps that quick. Well, he's, okay, so, I, yeah, I asked him about that. I was like, so, wait, you worked through the steps? Yeah. <laughs> he said, well, we went, we went to this weekend workshop last weekend and worked all the steps. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. Don't yeah. think you can do that in my well, opinion. Well, I mean, there's no hard and fast rules on it. Uh, you know, yeah. obviously there's none in the big book on time. But in, in tr- the tradition of AA, that's typically not the way it's done. Right. But anyway, you know, I was always told, you know, you got to be sober a year before you can sponsor somebody and work through the steps and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I think, I think, you know your quality if you're if you have a quality you know recovery foundation plus time then you'd make a good sponsor you know and even that even the sponsor thing the the qualification like you're talking about i would imagine that probably is different from place to place uh from country to country yeah it's you know if it's a brand new um group kicking off you would probably have younger sobriety in that yeah and you know older groups kind of where we came from that have been going for 20 plus years that one year was the standard you know and it made a lot of sense to me uh i guess the biggest thing would be is when your sponsor tells you it's you're ready to sponsor is is when i think is the right time to sponsor yeah you know I, i don't think you take it onto yourself because as we as we look at time and recovery one thing that I, I see that that's always kind of made a difference with people is going back to the very beginning when I began talking to you about how there's certain people that you latch on to. And those are not always, you know, old timers. Sometimes they're someone fresh in, mm-hmm. um, someone still raw in their emotions and everything. And um but there there are you there's normally more wise, sober comments made from someone because they've been through sobriety. I mean, right. it's hard to give you sobriety experiences when you're still in active addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, so but it's kind of like this is there's times I've had sponsees and my sponsor did this to me, so I'm not being hypocritical, is he's, he told me, look, you don't share for, for six months. Oh, yeah. You know, you yeah. just sit down, shut up, and just say, I'm Roger, I'm alcoholic, and I'm glad to be here. Because 
what I would share would make absolutely no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and, you know, so in that sense, time and recovery does matter sometimes because yeah. you just don't, you know, you don't know how bad you're communicating you don't know. in the moment. You don't realize how you're trying to get your words out, but it makes absolutely no sense what you're saying. And that's the reason it's so important to have a sponsor. Even though he would tell me, look, you just sit down shut up, don't say a word, uh, and listen he would talk to me afterwards about all that craziness and help me decipher oh, sure. that that junk. Mm-hmm. But for that moment in that meeting, my job was to listen, not to try to give those nuggets out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and so it just takes time for some of that wreckage to clear out, for your for the fog to lift, you know, off your brain and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what about what do you think about chips? I'm sitting here holding my my chip that I never look at anymore <laughs> or whatever. In the beginning, man, um, the, that silver chip in AA or the blue chip inside CR, I was terrified to go get it. But I knew if I was really going to change something, I was going to have to do it. You know, I needed to st- make the step down there to to show everybody I was sincere about it. In my experience, I'm not saying this is true, and I'm just my observations, those who don't go down there to, to – that are willing to stand up and suck up their pride to get it, typically don't stay sober. Right. I could not name one person who didn't start the process, get their chip, and and um, and was able to stay sober and not go through that process. Yeah. And it's not the chip that does that. It's no. the, it's the humbleness of, of saying I need help. I need help. Yeah. Um. And so the those you know the beginning chip was very important to me. All the way up to a year was very important to me. Uh, I didn't think it was actually it was actually possible yeah. um, to, to ever get a one year chip. And every time I would get one more chip, and they were they were really good. I know some groups they give like a one month, a two month, a three month. Where I came from, there was a one month, a three month, three six, six month, and nine month. Yeah. After that one month, I kind of like the gap in it. It kind of makes gives you a little something to strive for yeah. a little longer. And um, because once you get to one year, it's a long time before you get another chip. You right, got to learn yeah. you don't get them every month. <laughs> and there there come a point somewhere down that road between one and five years, chips didn't mean that much to me. But I knew they meant something to somebody else. Yeah. And so I would pick my chip up, and I still do to this day, to show other people that it's really possible to stay sober. Yeah, I um, I remember taking a long time to get that one-month chip. Uh, <laughs> I had a bunch of, bunch of attempts on that one. <laughs> and uh, then I remember when I got my six-month chip, um, I remember thinking, you know, I might be able to do this. Yep. This is crazy. Six <laughs> months, a half a year. And then I got to the year and I was like, this is, this is possible. Okay. There's, there's hope here. But I, I you know, those, those first couple years of chips, you know, it, it was huge. And of course I, I would see somebody, I'd be like, Hey, why don't, you know, why ain't, I haven't ever seen you get a chip or whatever. Oh, it don't mean nothing. You know, I'm not going to, it was almost like they were afraid they were going to jinx themselves. <laughs> and the reality was probably they were just drinking the whole time. Right. But um, I do think it is important to pick the chips up because um, it, you know, it makes it, it's just, it's just a symbol of, of this is a real thing I'm trying to do. And, um, you know, I'm kind of like you, um, you know, as the years have gone by, like I, I was looking at my desk where I keep all my chips and I missed one in there. I miss my six-year chip. I never got one, and I don't know why. I just 
I don't know why that happened. It's just, it's not that it's not important anymore. It's more of, I'm not hanging my hat on it like I was in the beginning. I mean, I would, I would like count down days, you know, to three months, six months, one year, you know, um, because it was such, it was such a new thing and such a miracle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that I could do that. And, uh, so I guess I need to get my chip this year so I don't miss one. I worked hard for it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I love chips. I think they're great to do. Um, are they as important to me personally as they used to be? No, but, um, you know, they, did, did anyone ever do this to you? They, um, like an old timer, they would say, let's just get a 10-year chip. Any chip, it doesn't really matter. It could be a one-year chip. And you go, man, that's amazing. Congratulations, yada, yada, yada. You, you, know, you, you give them the spiel. And like you're really kind of in awe that they was able to stay sober that long. And they say this to you, I'll gladly trade you this chip for your silver chip. You ever hear anybody do that? No. I've had that happen many times because it's almost like that old timer telling you that the time does not matter. What, what matters is the willingness to stay sober. Huh. And I was like, oh, that is so good. You know, to me, it's really what our show's been about today is that, you know, the time itself does not make us an expert in recovery, but it, you know, we got to remain willing is, yeah. is really what, what it boils down to. And the reality is that the longer you stay sober, the closer you are, you're closer to your next drink than your last drink. Yeah. Could be. True. You yeah. know, and, and I don't want to ever, you know, come across like i'm i'm never gonna drink again because i don't know yeah, there's always that possibility i mean it is definitely a real possibility um you know i i i've i've made this mistake before where <laughs> i thought i would never you know i would never drink again and that or i never thought i would never drink again i just never considered it to even be a possibility itself right and so uh, I, I live with a, with a healthy fear of that, and um, you know I'm grateful for for the time I got, and I want to keep it by all means. Of course, I'll fight for it, but um, also realizing that if I you know choose to pick up something today, I'm I'm gonna be right back in the in the same place. So true that. Well, does time and recovery matter? Well, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> That's what we've summed <laughs> yeah. up in about 30 minutes. Yes, but time of the show does matter. <laughs> it does, and <laughs> we have to come to an end here. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, thanks for another great meeting. Um, for us, anyways, yeah. this is kind of what it does for us. Yeah. And um, my name's Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing out. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out SoberholicPodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics.